Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 101 of the podcast that was originally recorded on February 3rd of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week, I was playing The Witcher 3 on PC. I also dusted off my Xbox 360 and pulled out an old game that I haven't touched for about eight years, I'd say, called Cold Sep Saga, which is a combination of Monopoly and Magic the Gathering. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about that one, but it's a fun one. I also talked about a few of the games that I've seen on Kickstarter in this past week, so check that out. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to the games. This is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 101. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G. We also have a guild on Board Game Geek now. Just do a search for what I'm playing now on Board Game Geek under the guilds and feel free to join us there. Hopefully I will be out there posting some more stuff this coming week after I go down to my local game store this week to actually play some more board games, which I have not been able to do lately. We'll get into that in a few minutes though. On Facebook, do a search for what I'm playing now and join us there. I usually post when I post the podcast out there as well as a few other news stories possibly during the week if I find some that actually interest me and I think are worth talking about. On Google Plus, you can find us at plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into what I am playing now and what I played for the week. And I will say to start off, this will probably be a much shorter episode than the past couple of episodes have been, as I really have not had a chance to play many board games in the past two weeks. I am hoping to go down to my local game store tomorrow, get some board gaming in, and then go down on Sunday to actually play some Pathfinder Adventure card game. So hopefully, now that my mother-in-law is out of the hospital and is back home, and my wife is here as well, we're going to be able to get back to a little bit of gaming here, hopefully soon. And we'll see how that goes. But let's jump into what I played for the past week. I've continued the story in The Witcher 3. I haven't had a chance to play that much Witcher 3, but uh, the little bit of time that I have spent with it, I'm still enjoying this one. Like I said, since switching over to the controller, combat is much better. I'm still really enjoying the storyline. I think I pretty much said most of this stuff last week, so we're not going to delve too much into that any further, other than I'm having a good time with The Witcher 3, and I really can't wait to actually spend a lot more time with The Witcher 3. I've had a few internet issues here. My wireless went out on me this week, so I'm actually going to be changing around my whole network as I use a Linux box to actually do my firewalling right now, which I'm actually going to then now switch back to my cable modem from my cable company, which I'm not really too thrilled about, but hopefully that will only be for a couple of week period before I actually get another access wireless access point in here and get everything on my network back up and running the way I kind of want it to and the way it should be. For the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have to be just living with either no wireless or off of the wireless that comes with the cable modem, which like I said, not really too thrilled about using, but we may have to just do it for a little while. One of the other games I actually kind of got into and kind of fell down into a rabbit hole on is a game on the Xbox 360, and I turned on my Xbox 360 wanting to play a board game, and I was going to start getting back into Armello on the PS4, which was a game I had downloaded and talked about several podcasts ago, and I kind of just wasn't in the mood to play that game. I was in the mood to play something else. I remembered on the Xbox 360 that I actually had Cold Sep Saga, which is a 
kind of a board game slash video game. It's kind of a cross between Monopoly and Magic the Gathering. It's a game I haven't played, and from looking at the save file, I think the last save file was possibly 2008. So we're talking about a good eight years probably since the last time I loaded up that game and actually played this one. And it actually took me a little while to actually update my Xbox 360, which I hadn't done in quite a while because I hadn't turned that on. So after updating that and then throwing in Cult Sub Saga, sitting down and remembering one, how to play the game, and two, how to just get around and everything, I'm not really too sure how far I had gotten into the game when I originally purchased this. Coldcept is a game I actually found back in the PlayStation 2 days. I think Coldcept 2 was the game I was playing on my PlayStation 2, and I don't even know, or I can't even remember where I had heard about this game at the time, and I, I know this was well after I had gotten out of Magic the Gathering because I only played Match of the Gathering probably during the mid-90s and was out of that well before the, I, I got the game for the PS2 as well. And like I said, Coldcept is basically a cross between Monopoly, and I know a lot of people aren't fans of Monopoly, but it has some similarities to that game as well as Magic. So one of the first things you're going to do in Coldcept is actually build a deck of cards. The interesting thing with this is it has colors just like in Magic. The different colors relate to different elements, like wind, air, fire, earth. And you're going to build your deck, and my decks I've pretty much been building multicolored deck, mainly because of the different lands that you normally can land on during the game. And if you were able to play a card, like let's say a red card on a red square, it is actually more beneficial than playing a red card on a maybe either a blue, green, or yellow square. So you're going to build your deck just like in Magic. I believe the deck limit is 50 cards. It doesn't seem to really want you to have more or less. It lets you know when you're under that, and it also lets you know when you're over that. I don't know if I've actually really ever tried to save the game being over or under. I normally try to be right on 50 with my cards. Similar to Magic, there are also item cards as well as spell cards. Items are going to be different weapons, shields, armor that can possibly assist you in combat. Spells are going to be spells that can do some sort of direct damage or possibly alter the game in some way, and there are just a multitude of spells, and I know I haven't unlocked all the cards or even seen a lot of the cards, because in playing the AI and the computer com computer opponents, every game I play, I'm constantly seeing new cards. So your deck can consist of creatures as well as items or spells. I usually try to do about 50% creatures I think I've been doing in mine and then 25-25 items and spells. I don't know if this is a good combination or not or if this is a good split but it kind of seems to be working. I also try to see what colors my opponents are going to be using. It seems that some of the games I've recently been playing I have been playing against an opponent of a particular color and it seemed I needed to beat one opponent of each color before moving on in the game which I was able to do. So like I said, considering I haven't touched the game in eight years, I cannot remember how actual, actually far I got into the game before hitting the spot that I'm in. I don't know if this is the very beginning. I really didn't want to restart the whole game because I believe there's um, some tutorials and stuff that you're going through. But as I'm playing the game, I'm still actually learning different things. Well, I don't want to say I'm learning things. I guess the game is trying to teach me things that I've already figured out and I already know, which kind of makes me laugh because there's cards that I've used for the past several games where when I get into a game and start playing, it'll be like, well, you use this card this way. And I'm like, okay, I could have known that three games ago, but I guess thank you for telling me now better late than never. I guess I was using the card right the whole time. So after you get your deck of 50 cards, you're going to start off, each character is going to start off with, I think like around $250 in gold, or I'm not, I can't really remember what the actual currency is in the game. But you start off with 250 and you're going to go around and just purchase different squares on the board. And when you purchase these squares, basically what you're going to do is when you land on the square, you're actually going to summon a creature, which is going to then basically 
let you obtain that square and at a later spot when you land on that square again or go past it or actually land on one of the castle squares you are actually able to upgrade that square you can do multiple things to the square at that time or any square that you own when you're landing on one of those castle squares you can actually change the color of the square you can swap out the creature that's there you can upgrade the square to actually to where basically when a, an opponent lands on the square you're going to be charging them more rent and this is where some of the the monopoly aspects come into, into play for the game and you're going to go around and just keep summoning creatures on different squares try to get as many squares as you can of a particular color because if you can get squares of a particular color in a certain area of the board that will create a chain which will then give your characters buffs depending on the squares that you have next to each other i believe when you have characters next to each other that gives your character buffs when you actually have squares of a particular color on the board that actually gives you chains that actually let your rent increase when opponents land on it so there's a lot going on in the game as you can tell one of the things i actually tried to research this week real quick to actually see if anybody has actually ever tried to create a board game based on this whole call concept game because it's I could see it be this game being easily turned into a board game. There would probably be a lot of little pieces and a lot of possible fiddliness that would need to be worked through, especially when you're going through some of the different combat. Uh, when you when you're when you land on an opponent's square and you want to do combat with a creature, your offense, which will basically be the character that's landing on the square, will be the character that attacks first. Unless if the defensive character has the first strike ability, which would then give them first strike. Now, if the offense, the character that's landing on the square, also has first strike, then they are the ones who actually gets to strike first in combat so when you're in combat you really need to pay attention to who's striking first how much of a bonus you get based on some of the squares that are surrounding you as well as any type of cards you can additionally play like a sword or a weapon or any sort of armor you can use for defense or items that you can actually use that can give you a very nice buff to your character so there's a lot that you have to pay attention to you also have to pay attention to your gold because to pay for or to use those items you basically have to pay gold and there were several times where i've gone around the board and i just keep buying up squares and buying up squares like i normally do a monopoly and lo and behold i get into a combat where i need to try to summon some sort of item and try to protect my character creature from dying and i don't have enough gold to do that but basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to be the first person to reach a particular dollar amount i believe most of the games that i was playing several of the first games i played i had to there was the first person to reach a total point gold value of eight thousand and then i think the last couple of games it had shifted to nine thousand in gold and that's a total between the gold you have on your character as well as gold you have totaled based on the lands that you have with creatures on them like I said, I was really surprised when I really didn't find anything out on the internet. Uh, I saw some talk about this game on BoardGameGeek that was very old, um, back from the early, um, I believe, 2000s, when the game had kind of first come out and people were actually wondering the same thing, whether there was an actual board game for this or not. And Some people were thinking it might be kind of hard, and I kind of agree. I think there would be a lot going on with all the different characters you have on your board. You would definitely need some sort of way to keep track of health and stuff. There's a There are some calculations that would need to be done especially when you're adding and subtracting all of the different pluses and minuses between all the different buffs and stuff you can give your characters it might make things a little tricky but i think it probably could be done possibly the use of an app would really help out in this type of game which would make it kind of interesting in combining both the board game and kind of like genre from what we've seen alchemist xcom and so many a couple of the other board games that we've seen in the past couple of years come out and do i think this game would be really really right up the alley for that sort of app 
but I could also see it working with just a lot of components possibly to actually keep track of all of the different tokens and things of that nature. So I actually played the game probably more than anything else this past week. And like I said, I kind of fell down the rabbit hole of of the game, a game that I haven't played in quite a while. I'm actually going to try to see if my PlayStation 2 still works and pull out the original called Sept and hook it up to an older TV I have here and maybe play a little, play a little bit around with that since I haven't touched that one in probably well more than eight years since I haven't touched the 360 in eight years. Um, but it's just, it was just a really cool game. I was able to unlock a lot, a lot of different, different cards. When you, even when you lose the game, you unlock some cards, but when you win the game or when you beat an opponent, you definitely unlock more cards and you get a couple of rare cards actually as well. I don't know how many actual cards there are in the total set that can be unlocked. I know I don't have that many unlocked myself. I know as far as like blue characters go, one of the opponents I had to fight was a character who was using an all blue deck and I only had a choice of in my in my whole set, I think I had like five or six blue characters only. And the, the opponent that I was facing had a lot of characters that I hadn't even seen yet um, that they were basically throwing out at me. So it's a really cool game. I know there are some people who would probably be, who don't like the whole randomness of the die roll. And that is one thing that it would be, it would be nice if, if that part of the game wasn't there, but it kind of does work. And that randomness kind of just helps out. There's a lot of other things, kind of like I mentioned, that you can do on your turn, given the, when you land on different squares. Being able to move your creatures, I found, and I've learned this from the computer, is a very beneficial thing. There was one game where I was tied with the computer, and it was coming close to the last round, and we were each inching our way closer to the 8,000 total point value. I noticed that one of my characters was rather stronger than my opponent's character, who was right next to him on the board. So when I actually landed on a castle square, and I'm able to then affect any square that I own, I instantly moved that creature on top of my opponent's creature and tried to take that square because it was his highest point value square and I actually won the battle which basically let me win the win the game on the next round that I actually reached the castle the next time around the board because I had just decreased his gold value by so much and increased mine by so much he just couldn't catch up to me at that point in time and that was a little trick I had learned just from watching the computer because a couple of games previously the computer had done that to me where he basically moved his creature onto one of my squares that was worth a lot of money and I lost that game just about instantly so it's it's a really good concept of a game. Like I said, I, I'd really kind of like it if somebody could actually come up with some sort of of board game that would use an app. I think that that would probably be the best way to go for this one. But it's a game that I'm probably going to hopefully be revisiting here every now and then and play it whenever I get a little bit of a chance. But that was about a lot of the games that I played for the week. I didn't get to make it down to my game store this past week. Like I said at the top, top of the episode, I'm going to be heading down to my local game store tomorrow, hopefully get some board games in. I'm going to be taking a study in Emerald with me, and hopefully we'll be able to get that to the table tomorrow as maybe a couple other games. So... Those are the games I played for the week. Let's jump over to what I want to play now. I had been paying attention to Kickstarter lately and noticing that there really hasn't been much out there that I've wanted to back lately. And then all of a sudden, in the past week or so, there have just been a multitude of things out there that have just really caught my eye and really wanted me to start dumping money back into Kickstarter. One of the first things is Vinhouse, Vinhouse Deluxe, the deluxe version of Vinhouse, the, the wine game. The deluxe version actually looks really good. It seems that the game comes with both the original game, which came out several years ago, as well as a new updated, more streamlined game. 
So the game board itself actually has two sides to it, both the old version and the new version. So you'll get both of those. The components being a deluxe version look really, really well made. You can also pick this up with a gallerist if you want to actually dump quite a bit of money into that. I'm actually just considering getting Vinhouse myself. I'm still on the fence with this one because there's a couple of more that I'm kind of looking at right now. The Walking Dead All Out War just came out a few days ago. I almost jumped on this one immediately, but when I saw the price and what they were actually giving for the money, I just had some real big hesitation on this one and there was a huge thread in the board game group on this one where people were basically talking about the actual worth of the Kickstarter for this one and some people just didn't think that it was worth the money it's actually gone well over its goal so there are a lot of people out there who are actually pitching money at this one and they actually think it's worth it the characters in this game are based off of the comic so you're not going to be seeing characters off of the actual TV show but my wife and I are big fans of The Walking Dead she's actually read probably more of the comic than I actually have and I think it would be kind of a game we would enjoy being a skirmish game with two people so I'm kind of eyeing I'm kind of keeping my eye on that one as well and I'm not really too sure about that one I may wait for that one to come to retail before I actually pull the trigger on that one I'd like to see more of the stretch goals on that one before I actually throw the I think it's 125 bucks is what they want for it right now which to me is kind of pricey when I think the game is actually going to be retailing for around 50 bucks or so so we'll have to see what those stretch goals are and if that's actually a very good value or not one of the last ones I just noticed in the past couple of days, it's a little game called Mythos Tales. And this one really caught my eye when I started reading the, the little blurb about it in that it's basically a take on Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, but with Cthulhu. And I thought that sounded really interesting. I had never even thought of a mixture of those type, two types of games before. I do have Consulting Detective. I played it years ago when I was a teenager. I haven't revisited it lately, but I would like to. But I think actually having a Cthulhu game that's based on that whole type of mechanic to me sounds really interesting so when I saw that I thought that one really kind of caught my eye as well and that's going to be one that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on to see what type of stretch goals they're offering and I believe that one I think you can pledge for around 50 bucks or so which is much more in line with what I prefer to spend on a game. So those are a couple of things that I've noticed on Kickstarter that are catching my eye and things that I possibly either want to play or want to try out, possibly before purchasing the games. I think Mythos Tales would probably be on the top of that list, followed by Vinhouse, and then The Walking Dead would probably be third on that list. So we'll actually see, and I'll keep everybody updated if I actually pledge on any of those. But like I said, this is probably going to be a quick episode, and I think that's going to be it for this week. I think next week will probably be a little bit longer as I play some more games both tomorrow night at my local game store and this weekend getting back into the Pathfinder Adventure card game. So make sure to come back next week. Until then, don't forget to send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join me on our guild on Board Game Geek, where I'm actually going to try to be a little bit more active, posting a few more things about things that I'm playing lately. I haven't been able to post there that much since I haven't had a chance to play that many board games in the past two weeks. So just look for us on Board Game Geek. The guild is what I'm playing now. On Twitter, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G on Facebook. Do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for another episode of what I'm playing now. I'll be back next week, hopefully to talk about a lot of board games. And I believe coming up in April, I got an email from my local game store. I think we're going to be doing another 24-hour stream in April, so get ready for that as I will probably be doing a 24-hour stream of board gaming out to Twitch again, and I will have a lot to talk about during that time. So thanks for joining me this week, everybody. Go play some games, then don't forget to always let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody, and I will talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.